0: The Hunger Games are back on again, or is it for the first time? And I've got my review right now. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here from beautiful New Zealand with my review of The Hunger Games The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, that is one of the unwieldiest titles for a movie I've ever heard. Yes, I am away from the studio, you've been seeing some stuff here on the channel for the past several days that I banked before I left. I am on my honeymoon with Mara, we got married about two weeks ago, and so I am not doing a whole lot of original videos here for the channel, and I know that so many of you want to see charts, and want to see a video about the sag after strike, and all that stuff. I'm going to cover all that stuff when I get home. I am also enjoying my time here on the honeymoon, and really my first extended vacation from this channel since I started it a few years ago. So yes, I will be doing a couple of reviews on the road because it's pretty quick and it's fun to go see movies in other countries, but all of that other stuff we'll be doing when I get back in town in just a couple of weeks. But let's talk about the subject matter at hand, which is the new Hunger Games movie. It is a prequel to the Hunger Games movies that we've already seen. The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes is directed by Francis Lawrence, who took over the franchise ten years ago back with Catching Fire. The script is from Assassin's Creed writer Michael Leslie and Force Awakens writer Michael Arndt. This prequel takes place over 60 years before Katniss Everdeen's Hunger Games, focusing on Coriolanus Snow, the president in Katniss's time, but here just an impoverished and ambitious government recruit in Panem with dreams of lifting his family to a better life through politics. We track Snow's rise through the ranks and especially his role as mentor to a young tribute in The Hunger Games named Lucy Gray Bear a defiant musician who inspires Snow to suggest taking the Hunger Games in a new direction to make the people love and root for their favorite contestants. Everything is about winning. If not the games now, then the crowd. Lucy Gray won't survive a minute inside that arena. So that means we have to make every second before then count. I'll get her to sing again. Taking over for Donald Sutherland as Coriolanus Snow is Tom Blythe, who gets to reinvent the character from the ground up. This is a far cry from the President Snow that we know, and I found Blythe to be serviceable in the role, especially when it came time to give us glimpses of the inner turmoil and pain that the President Snow in his older years that we already know was so good at hiding. As Lucy Gray, Rachel Zegler jumps into the Hunger Games arena, likely recruited for this role in part due to her natural musical ability. While Lucy Gray certainly has grit and determination, it was only in rare flashes that these qualities really pop off the screen. Zegler's voice is beautiful, but her Holly Hunter accent can only go so far, and her chemistry with Blythe isn't always there, mainly because their will-they- won't-they relationship is put on the back burner until far too late in the film. The movie is divided into to three parts, which is actually fitting because I found that this was a story that was three different things, all of which succeed to varying degrees. One of them is an origin story for President Snow, and it seems like this movie is trying to cram as much book information into the movie as it possibly can. The other part of the movie is the story of the 10th annual Hunger Games. This is easily the strongest part of the movie. Yes, we've seen Hunger Games before, but not as technologically primitive as these, and the movie's best scenes and most effective sequences all revolve around the Hunger Games. And finally, we have the story of Snow, Lucy Gray, and the other characters as we begin to see Snow's transformation. This is the weakest part of the movie and ends in a way that I found narratively unsatisfying. All of these different elements and storylines combine into what felt like a retelling of the book at warp speed. It really felt like sometimes they were going almost double speed just to try to get everything in. And I really think that a better adaptation process when it comes to the script would have improved things greatly. doesn't seem like the writers knew exactly what they could take out or should leave in from the book, and so they tried to get everything in there, and it really does take the weight out of some major moments and leaves other things undeveloped. The relationship between Snow and Lucy Gray is the most important part of the movie in many ways, and yet the most underdeveloped. It really needed to be beefed up for this movie to work as a whole, and I would definitely say that if you are someone who wanted to wait and start your Hunger Games journey with this prequel, thinking it would be easier to start at the beginning, that is definitely not the case. I think you're going to be completely lost if you have no context for anything else that's going on, and even people that didn't read the book like myself, I think sometimes will have issues following what's going on on. I haven't read any of the Hunger Games books. However, I was able to follow the other movies perfectly fine. It just feels like there was this pressure to include as much as they possibly could, but it comes at the expense of the story, and I think that that is the movie's biggest weakness. The biggest strength of the movie is its supporting cast, all of whom are here to do exactly what's needed to boost the movie. Viola Davis cackles and plots as Volumnia Gall, head game maker of The Hunger Games, plotting away in her mad scientist's lab for new ways to kill Penem's children. A grotesque thing like The Hunger Games must be born from grotesque minds, and Gall fits the bill. I've broken free of my laboratory today to examine you, the leaders of the next generation. Peter Dinklage plays Casca Highbottom, dean of Penham's academy who holds Snow's fate in his hands. Highbottom sneers and groans his way through the games, revealing his true intentions only when it suits him best. And Dinklage's Game of Thrones days of playing another world-weary character who keeps his cards close to the vest really serve him well here. I have summoned you all here today for the 10th annual reaping ceremony in which we choose two children from each district throw into the Capitol Arena to fight to the death in the Hunger Games. And then we have Jason Schwartzman who's a real highlight as Lucky Flickerman, the TV host of the Hunger Games and presumably the father or some other relation of Stanley Tucci's character from the later films. Schwartzman's just having fun here. He nails the proper phony TV persona and nearly every humorous line that he has also lands. In a film that often threatens to sink under its own weight, Schwartzman does what he can to liven things up while still highlighting the hypocrisy of mixing televised child murder with latest local weather reports lots of different words come to mind when i try to sum up my thoughts on this movie none of them are overly negative but a lot of them aren't very positive either they're words like okay or fine or adequate This movie neither does anything new with the series, nor violates any things that would alienate hardcore fans. The main roles are performed well, with strong supporting turns, and the story's okay, occasionally kicking things into gear, particularly in the second act. But overall, this is a movie that's both too long, but also short on story, where it matters. I don't know if the intention was to have a safe play here to make a movie that was very unremarkable and inoffensive to fans, but that's certainly what has been achieved. On my own personal scale, I'll give The Hunger Games, The Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes a rating of, it's fine, which would usually be acceptable for a movie, but as many other modern movies have found, increasingly fine just doesn't cut it for a lot of movie audiences. However, I will say, from the size of the crowd here in New Zealand when I saw the film, it looks like this movie may at least be headed towards a respectable opening weekend, and we'll see what it does from there. So what do you think? Are you ready to head back to Panem? Let me know down in the comments below, and be sure to stay tuned right here on the channel. I still have some fun stuff that I banked before we left on the trip, and then I will be back in the studio in several days to catch up on the stuff that I missed and to keep doing reviews and everything that you love here on the channel. Until next time, thank you so much, stay safe, and I'll see you then. Bye.